Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. On this morning's show, we have Tyler Coy, who is a local musician, artist, and a bunch of other things that we'll get into. Uh, he's been a member of a number of bands. Uh, his most uh, recent or current band is Panda Paws, uh, which uh, you can find on most streaming platforms. Um, interesting gentleman who I've recently met through social media. Thank you so much for stopping by today. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Now, I understand you're not a Florida guy originally, right? You came here from from where? Uh, New Jersey. I was born here, but I really spent most of my time in New Jersey. Rural New Jersey or Housewives of New Jersey, New Jersey? Uh, definitely. I got yeah, more Housewives. Or Sopranos, New Jersey, or Bruce Springsteen, New Jersey. Which which New Jersey are you from? I would go. I'm going to go. Uh, we'll do Sopranos. Sopranos feels the most. Uh, they Since they men- mentioned my town in an episode, Metuchen is where I'm from. Yeah. Metuchen. Central North. Kind of near Woodbridge. And Sounds like an Indian. A- is there a... That history to that is it? There is, but I I'm sad and I don't know it. Okay, but, um, that's right. I know that's where it comes from. All yeah. right, how 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 long how old were you when you moved from there? Um, oof, like twenty. Oh, okay, so a good shot, a good chunk yeah. of your life was there. Yeah. Um, siblings. No, only child. Really, only child. Welcome. So yeah. am I. <laughs> we can we can get into that. Um, what did your parents do? Um, my mom is, um, she was involved with theater a lot her whole okay. life. Um, so, um, in the beginning it was like performing and then, um, producing and we owned a theater, um, um, my, um, when we were up in New Jersey. And so she kind of was an, an admin role and a lot of fundraising and, um, yeah. And then fundraising was a big thing. She moved to different theaters and, um. Were you exposed to a lot of that as a kid? I think you mentioned to me in <laughs> yeah. kind of your CV that theater was somewhat of a jumping off point for you in your, your yeah. musical career. I jumped on stage. They put me on a show when I was like two or three, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, yeah? And I really loved it. And it was like rock opera. It's really cool. So um, I, I liked the performing aspect. And that's where I got my start. But once I was introduced to like real music, I was like, okay. <laughs> and were you were your parents kind of friends with the art crowd? I mean, my, my uh-huh. we've had family friends who were in the theater and those are always the best part parties to go to oh yeah. yeah oh yeah bunch of good times yeah, yeah. bunch of good people what about your dad <laughs> um my dad um has kind of done a, a lot of different things but his musical um his main musical thing was acapella he did a really lot of tour. yeah oh uh, he was in uh like like a uh, acapella collegiate stuff um and then did a lot of touring and uh cruise stuff and arranging um yeah so in school besides theater what were you into were you into music then were you sports academic what was your what was your bag back then i would say uh um <laughs> it, was, it was sports for a while until i got to high school and then when i i got I started playing guitar um going eighth grade freshman year i went to my first concert at like sixth and seventh grade so you can see what was that uh first concert metallica nice yeah metallica deftones oh my Bud god Vane, limp biscuit lincoln park my dad brought me it was a total surprise wow <laughs> Wow, what a show to have you be your first concert. Yeah, it was awesome. So I'm trying to think that would have been like a load or a reload era Metallica, wouldn't it? It was like uh, St. Anger. It was like right, right when they were doing oh, St. Yeah. Anger, Summer yeah, Sanitarium They were buying tour. their way back into <laughs> heavier music from yeah. kind of more mainstream rock. Yeah. Um, how was that show? Was it nuts? It was crazy. It, yeah, it was it was insane. It was like just being thrown into the pool of that world. I mean, there was just... 
um, the, the music was crazy loud. That the, it was so packed. Like the people that were nuts. People. This were, was up in Jersey. This was actually in Florida. This oh, okay. was right before I moved. Um, uh, and it was in Orlando. I think at the what is it, like the Citrus the Arena. Or, yeah. yeah. So yeah. And um, um, yeah, it was crazy. People were taking their shirts off, getting naked. You know, get, got. I'm impressed anybody came wearing shirts. <laughs> right. Exactly. To even have them take them off. I yeah. mean, that's. That's uh, you know, I'll, I'll hand it to him for that. Um, so that that led you to go seek out a guitar. Yeah, that, and I had a couple friends. I had like my neighbor was kind of getting a guitar. So was it an Ibanez? Uh, no, I got no. my first. I actually got a bass before anything, and I was I like, had a, I was I, like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had my 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 first was a bass too. Yeah. I had like a knockoff P bass type of situation. I lo- but, love a good P bass. <laughs> but the uh, Ibanezes seem to be the uh, gateway drug for most people. It's either the acoustic that their dad had laying around, or they went and they bought a bright yellow Ibanez. You know, those I, I are, will say I'm guilty of having my dad's acoustic in my house. That's for sure. Um, I, my first actual guitar was like an acoustic, a Carlo Rebelli okay. acoustic, but yeah, it was it was what I needed to right. get me hooked. <laughs> and and has it been just full speed since then? I mean, have you always been working on it? Yeah, pretty much. I got my guitar started. You know, my uncle plays guitar. He's like the guy who's like most like me in the music and really got me into songwriting. And then I went to like a local bookstore. I just kind of heard about it one day. Um, when I first moved to Jersey, trying to find people, and it was like a folk show. Um, yeah. And they were, I just, I remember hearing them and hearing the lyrics and hearing the band. And I was like, oh, these guys are all from here. That's what I want. I went home that day and wrote my first song. Really? Yeah, for sure. Uh, many yeah. self-taught or lessons or? Self-taught. Um, I saw, I like just actually recently started taking lessons because I was teaching them. Right, right. <laughs> I started giving them. I was like, you know what? I, I should probably know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, that's right. kind of the way. I mean, you listen to all these huge, you have a Foo Fighter shirt on and, mm-hmm. you know, I was watching the documentary. He's like, I can't read music. I can't, you know, right. any of this other stuff. It's like, yeah, but you can make a squillion dollars. Right. have all the best selling rock. You know, so it, it's not necessary to be able to play, but to be able to teach, obviously, you've right. got to kind of understand what, what you're communicating to your students. Mm-hmm. Um, did Now, you mentioned your dad was in acapella and your mom theater. Was there music in the house? Did they have a record player going, a radio going, a tape, you know? Yeah, my uh, definitely. Um, uh, my, my parents were, were split, so I was mainly with, you know, with my mom, but she always had... Um, she she introduced me to um, like it was definitely car rides, but I think were the spot where the music was jamming at cleaning days. But like cranberries were big, Sublime was big, lots of classic rock. Cause she definitely like started showing like Ozzy and Zeppelin, and that was like whoa. <laughs> I love your mom, man. A theater <laughs> yeah. mom playing Ozzy and Zeppelin at home. That's pretty rad. Yeah, I remember like vividly. We were watching Little Nicky sitting on the couch, and they were you know Ozzy's in that. He's a lot of part of that. And she's like, man, Ozzy's got great music. You should actually check him out. And I was like, Ozzy Osbourne, and then. And that was it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So what prompted you to move to Florida? Um, my mom started moving when I graduated and my mom started moving back. My grandparents were were dying, basically. Uh, my, my, my grandfather died and she came back and then my grandma was sick. So we all just kind of started coming down here. Okay. Yeah. And uh, did you go to school down here or just find work or, or what, when you landed yeah. here, what did you do? Went to, got here in Tampa. I went, I enrolled in HCC. Okay. Um, was studying uh, psychology. Um, I was working in the like rehabilitation scene um, 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 at another place called HCC, ironically, right. Healthcare Connection. Um, so I was, I was in school for that, but. Um, I think I was a little lost at that point. Uh, you know, I wasn't as, even as is your right in your twenties. Right. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't really playing music. I was kind of trying to get my shit together a little bit. Yeah. I was okay for curse. 
Of course. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get my shit together a bit. And I was in school, like, I was like, I even, I think I entered like pre-med even. Yeah. And I was just like searching anywhere for something. And um, I was like miserable. And then I ended up um, just, that's what kind of drove me back into the music. I was like, let me take one year. I had been in school for a while, really stretching it out. And I was like, let me just put everything I have in the music for one year out here and just see what happens. And, and what did that look like, putting everything you had into music? Um, putting a band together, just going to shows. And really what was networking. that band? Um, that band ended up being, it never existed, really. The first one never existed. Okay. Uh, well, I have one that doesn't <laughs> exist, but it's got, I had the best band band name ever, the Fuck Hammocks. Uh-huh. But, but, but they don't exist. I mean, there's members to it. We've just never practiced. They've written two songs. I've not, I'm just kind of involved in name only, but no, I completely get that. Yeah. So the unnamed band was Born Savage, which wasn't a super cool name. But. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, so, but, but after that was kind of the first real band that you put together, right? Yeah. That's the one that you mentioned to me off, yeah. off air new fang right yeah, new fang we put that together through that reminds yeah. me of uh what's the red fang uh, who's very much love in the them. desert rock yeah, rock you know queens dog. of the stone age that uh-huh. sort of thing um uh-huh. so that when that kind of sent me down that path well we got that funny because we got new fang is a dem cricket vulture song right right and yeah I, that's that's where i got it from um yeah that i met musicians through you know just being in studios i kind of was doing that for a long time and yeah we were we were kind of kind of like a power pop very i met up with this really great blues guitarist he plays in a band called viewers like you out here viewers like you yeah viewers like you um uh and he's he was a real great blues guitarist and great writer and i had kind of this alt rock grunge sound and we tried to like meld it together and it was good time man live shows we were crazy we love to just get crazy where would you play like uh first show is at the bands uh played rock red um um Red Star Rock Bar, Crowbar, um, got to play Gasparilla Music Fest was our our last show. Um, just pretty much all around. So why did that me. why did that break up? Writing differences, um, and then the, it, it like the quarantine too kind of just took all the steam out of oh, it. Oh, so this was recent. Yeah, this okay. was. Uh, we, so you just played at the the past guest. That was the last concert I went to. Right, that was the last yeah. concert I went to. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, yeah, until the Crowbar one the other yeah. day, but yeah. It was, uh, yeah, that that last one. And then writing differences, we just kind of wanted to go in different Did directions. Did you put any albums out? Is there anything on we, streaming on Bandcamp or Spotify or anything? No, uh, we on the streaming stuff where we got singles. Um, uh, we have, yeah, four or five singles. Okay. And um, the last, the first thing I put out with Panda Paws and the other singer on his project, they were both co-written with New Fang. So technically, right. it's all in the family. <laughs> so let's talk about yeah. Panda Paws. So this is sure. your current venture, right? Yeah. And is it a solo or do you have a band put together behind it? Or It's just me and I'll, I'll bring people on for the shows and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And so this is the direction that you kind of were wanting to go with New Fang. Would that be a fair statement? Probably even a little, yeah, but probably even more a little different. Definitely sure. a lot of growth, but I was just a, you know, rabid writer and I started looking around. I was like, man, I have like two albums worth of music and, and probably different tastes than the most of the people I was playing with. So right I now, do you write all the instrument parts too? Or, yeah. okay. So what, what are we doing? You got the bass, you got, are you doing like a, uh, the electronic drum set or do you have a real <laughs> drum set going or so for the studio so it's like we wrote the parts i'm working with jordan esker um out here he's producing the album he's great part of the band jordan esker and the hundred percent 
Um, so he helps me write some of the stuff, but primarily I, I would, I had everything kind of already demoed out and I would just hire people to come play the parts. Right. Um, just those people, just random musicians that I've met through Tampa. And how, yeah. do you have an ETA on when that might be coming out? First single is going to drop in January. Okay. Um, and then the full album, you know, we're going to drop singles throughout, or I'm going to drop singles. I, I'm still adjusting to not being in a band. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drop singles throughout the year, but probably, um, well, maybe like summer or fall, the whole album will be out okay. in 2021. Do you anticipate a vinyl release or will it be electronic tapes? What are we looking for? It'll definitely be. One thing I'm doing is making sure that my music is, it'll be on all streaming sites, but um, I'm, I want to make, I always make all my music free for everybody. You know? Sure. Um, um, so that it'll be on my website for people just to download. Um, but uh, I, I think I'm going to have a couple of packages together, merch packages with vinyl if people are really into it and. Get some cool art with it. And what's what's the sound uh, Panda Paws like? If you could, <laughs> I have a little reference post I put on Spotify uh, that has kind of like if people want to get a feel for yeah. it, but very kind of Wilco, like Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, OK Computer, Radiohead, kind of spacey, folky, yeah, yeah. Little, esoteric, yeah, kinda. Beatles, yeah. but with a little bit of that. I definitely don't abandon the. Nirvana vibes and you know I have a definitely an all 90s rock kind of influence sensibility yeah kind of meets somewhere in the middle and is that the type of stuff that you're listening to right now or do you have anybody (laughs) that you're kind of stuck on right now yeah uh, I go through these stages like (laughs) you know I'll all of a sudden like get stuck on Tom Petty and I'll just (laughs) listen to that forever and then then I'll get into like death metal and I'm listening to this mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and right recently I've had this idea of working on a book with Elliot Mayo, who uh, mm-hmm. sings for vacancy and wreath um, of doing a uh, 30 years of Florida hardcore. Um, nice. So I've been researching in all my abundant spare time between, you know, work, this podcast, my children, my wife and everything else. But I'm learning, I'm self-teaching mm-hmm. myself about, North, Central, and South Florida hardcore mm-hmm. broken up by decades. And it's it's interesting. I didn't realize before I kind of ventured down that road what a deep roster of bands there were. So, in any event. Yeah. Um, so, I don't even think I let you answer your question, <laughs> uh, uh, which is a problem I have. I, I kind of go off on tangents. But so, who, who is it that you're you're – listening to a lot these days like you uh, i kind of my my life is kind of usually guiding my musical endeavors and um right now i'm listening i'm, I'm doing the audiobook uh jeff tweedy's audio oh yeah yeah how to write yeah. one song right. so i'm of course diving into yeah. like you know summer teeth and things like that do you have a Let's favorite wilco album yankee hotel Fox. really yeah. oh for sure mine is <laughs> a ghost is born and mm-hmm. i and I, I love yankee hotel foxtrot but yeah. for some reason a ghost is born just got it it took everything that they started on Yankee Hotel Foxtrot and then it just got way trippier. I mean, yeah. it all se- se- sounded like they were coming off of heroin on that album, but I kind of I kind of dug that about it. Yeah. Um. But no, I love. Have you seen them live? No, I have not. This like Wilco was a band that was interested me in high school, and like I I always knew I liked, but it wasn't really until the past couple years that I was really like, okay, I'm diving in. I tracked down this old song that my high school English teacher. Uh, showed me, um, and um, it ended up being off of Yankee Hotel Fox right. Shot, and I was like, "Oh man, this whole this whole band." Have you seen the sick. documentary? Um, no, I haven't. You got it. That's basically the recording of that album. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to break your heart. I think is, is yeah. the, the name of the documentary. Oh wait, is it? Did we watch that? Oh, I could. I definitely remember like hitting it on the streaming thing. Like you got to find. Yeah, it's really it good because it's yeah. the other part that's very interesting about that documentary is it's kind of the 
dividing point between old Wilco and new Wilco because except for like Starrott and I think the drummer, mm-hmm. pretty much everybody on those albums back are not on the albums moving forward. And then once you bring in Nels Klein, who is the guitarist on all the albums, I think. <sighs> what's what's the one that's got Impossible Germany on it? Um, I can't think off the top of my head. Yeah, this I've always anyway. Yeah, yeah Nels Klein is an mm-hmm. insane guitarist. So I've seen them live three times. That's I saw sick. them play with Bob Dylan and My Morning Jacket mm-hmm. and uh, at, at the Amphitheater. Then I saw them at Ruth Eckerd Hall and I saw them at the Strass Theater. And by the way, if you ever want to go to one of the shows, no offense to you, but if you get a single <laughs> ticket, you can. I, this is a trick that I've learned, and maybe I'm late to the game on this, but mm-hmm. single tickets are the way to go because there's always a, a party with an odd number of people really close to the stage. Right. And there's that one seat <laughs> that no one, you know, yeah. people always buy it in grouping. So I figured out a few years ago, the one seat trick gets mm-hmm. you right up there. And it's kind of cool too, because I don't know if you're like me, but if, if I have to worry about someone else enjoying themselves, I can't enjoy myself yes. as much. Yes. And it, it bums me out. You know, I saw Tweety over here at Tampa Theater mm-hmm. right around the same time Iron and Wine was there. Mm-hmm. And my background is heavier music. Like I, I like really loud music. So most of the shows that I go to, you could have someone screaming in my ear and I wouldn't have any idea about it. But when yeah. I saw Tweety and Iron and Wine at Tampa Theater, they're so quiet and everybody's screaming and it's, Unfortunately, or for, I don't know if it's unfortunate or not, but it seemed as though it's a very yuppie crowd. It's a bunch of doctors and lawyers. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, and <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're all drinking a little bit too much and they're kind of too loud and they don't know how to conduct themselves. Uh, and as good as the shows were, yeah. the crowd just bummed me out big time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, yeah, but no, Tweety, Tweety, Tweety and Wilco and that whole thing. Now, do you go off into the tangents with like Sunvolt and, and, uh, um, I don't even know what Sun- so so Sunvolt was Jay Farrar who was mm-hmm. uh, Tweedy's partner in Uncle Tupelo. Mm-hmm. Um, so Uncle Tupelo is kind of the jumping off point for alt country, and it was much like your old band, Jay Farrar and Jeff Tweedy kind of were going in di- different directions. Mm. Tweedy forms Wilco, Farrar does Sunvolt, and now with Tweedy, he's got a uh, Golden Smog, and there's a couple other things. So he kind of branches out from there. But yeah, you can. You can spend a decade just Dive going, down that going on, yeah, down those paths. It's like the, this is like, I spent like a lot of these past years diving down that you can do that same kind of thing with Hami and all the projects oh, that he's sure. part of. Yeah. And so I feel like I've just kind of got that little map of people out, you know, and now I have to start diving into this next Wilco section. That's what's like so amazing map. about music, isn't <laughs> it? That you can just like, it's a, almost like a riddle or a mystery. It's yeah. like, it's like, okay, who are their influences? Exactly. And, who is, and yes. you start to figure things out and it's, you connect the dots. And I just, I, I, nothing brings me from a hobby or perspective as much mm-hmm. enjoyment as figuring out all these little trivial connections between everybody. Yeah. So aside from Panda Paws, you also have a podcast, correct? Right. Well, to, it's actually was, I created just to basically help promote Panda Paws and really talk and just meet other artists. Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with the process of creation and songwriting, especially like songwriting, something I really study and trying to learn a lot about, which is why I went down that path of learning Hami's influences and found people like Fear and GBH and stuff like, cause I wanted to learn how they drew from that. And I was, I got the idea, well, it'd be really cool to see how other artists of totally different mediums 
is their process similar? You know, how, you know, what's the difference? And right. um, so that really kind of sparked everything. And we met each other through our mutual friend, Michael Sinclair, who uh, produces this show. Mm-hmm. I met Mike through Achilles. I don't know if you know, Inner Domestico, he's Achilles mm-hmm. and Blade of Sir. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, Michael does all of the uh, videos for him and does all okay. of the uh, production work on like the photography and logos and stuff for his album but yeah no I, I very much in the same way that you're describing this podcast has become a vehicle for me very self- selfishly <laughs> to meet amazing people right learn their process just kind of understand and just to be able to talk about art and music is is a gift you know i think right. so are you still recording episodes of that yeah we're recording okay. episodes i've i have um because i've been focusing on the album a lot lately i have i was doing like one episode a week and i've kind of trimmed to one every two weeks um but we just dropped a um we, we did a special video episode with tom uh de george of crowbar yeah. um so that we were spending a little bit of time on that um but yeah we still have episodes coming has the covid deal helped your writing hurt your writing i mean obviously a lot mm-hmm. of people have more time on their hands and then just from kind of a, a worldview sociologically, it seems mm-hmm. like there's a surplus of material to write songs about, whether it's politics or right. death or, you know, whatever you want. I mean, it seems like kind of in a weird way we're having our Vietnam or our, you know, Definitely. you know, yeah. you know, between Black Lives Matter and all the stuff that's happening there, COVID. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of feeling like another period where, uh, you know, art can maybe save the day. So, right. So, uh, mm-hmm. so have That's, you been writing a lot based on that or? Yeah, it's, um, I, I can definitely, yeah, I definitely share that same feeling. Um, but, uh, in the beginning, I will say it, it was, yeah, I, I, overall, I would say it did help my writing. In the beginning, I used it really as a time to study and get really, really good at, at music theory. And um, I was teaching full time. That helped a Where lot. Where were you teaching? Uh, School of Rock. Okay. Um, uh, right over there on? South Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we got, so I was doing a lot of that remote, but um, it, I, I got drained at some point, you know, it was just my reset, the way I recharge and I have to do this if I'm going to write is I go to concerts and I go to shows, you know, and uh, I'm very much an introvert. You know, I get drained by being around a lot of people. Because you're shows, an only child. Right. I right. can tell you, I, I thank you 100 percent. I, yeah. I, other people take from my energy. They don't add to my energy. Mm-hmm. But concerts is the yeah. anomaly where I'm around a bunch of people, but I'm alone. So this right. gets back to that solo ticket deal. Yeah. So, but no, I, I trust me, I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on therapy to learn why <laughs> being an only child makes yeah. you uh, somewhat of an introverted, you know, recluse. But in any yeah. event, so yeah, not having the concerts to kind of recharge your batteries, you get yeah. burnt out. Yeah, that that was, and you tie that in with, like you said, all the kind of the social climate of everything and um it was yeah it was it was very it was draining i definitely compared to the music i was writing on this album i have about probably 50 percent on the next album and it's so much more i can feel the anger and the angst and all of it you know i think a lot about like songs for the deaf and never mind it's just going for that right i was just angry and i wanted to get loud about it so that's where it led me but Ultimately, yeah, I started getting drained. That's badass. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, do you have any shows booked? Or are you – you haven't played yet, have you? I know that yeah. some places are – like Tom's kind of come up with a socially responsible schedule of people to play. But then, you know, looking at the numbers, I was supposed to host a show on the 12th, mm-hmm. which we ended up deciding we we're going to reschedule. Part of the reason why is most of those bands were – 
heavier, harder music. And I was like, I don't know how you have people stand six feet apart at a punk show. You know, that's a, a yeah, tough, yeah, yeah. that's a tough, tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, maybe it's better if we just hold off on it. But so where are you, where are you planning on playing? I have, I had, do have one show booked, but you know, it's, it's at Ella's, which, you know, they're doing also another right. on that responsible list. Doing yeah, a yeah. Great job. Um, I have it marked for December 4th. Um, but the numbers are rising really high. I'm kind of playing it by ear. I've actually been doing a lot of thinking about, should I even go through with it? You know, right. you got people um, like one of the musicians involved is like, well, we got a text saying, you know, oh man, I'm starting to feel sick a little bit. And now we're like, yeah, you know what we want to, we're my goal a hundred percent is to be responsible. You know, I just yeah. want to uh, make sure I make the right call on that. So I'm definitely doing a lot of thinking about it, but as of now, it is still good to go, but you know, I have you considered doing any kind of like a streaming type situation? Like, uh, at, at a, maybe I can't, I don't have the functionality really to do it at my own place. Uh, especially since uh, everything's locked down, every bit of my music gear, drum sets and everything is just taken over my house basically. Yeah. But, um, I would, you know, I've definitely like th- looked at kind of how other people are doing it, like going on, um, the, what is it? Katie Talbert's thing, the downtown St. Pete. Yeah. Um, something like that. Right. You know, I would definitely do. I mean, it's, it's definitely not a live show, but, uh, a couple weeks ago, Halloween, uh, Mr. Bungle put out their <laughs> live show that the night they came home. And I mean, it wasn't a live show, but it, it, it did kind of. Mm-hmm do my heart some good to yeah. watch them playing it live. And then they also, they had Hami was on there and Buzz Osborne from the Melvins. Nice. And uh, they had these little comedic <laughs> interludes where people would, would pop in in between Eric Andre and mm-hmm. all these different people. And, and I, I really enjoyed that, you know, and then they, their finale, they did a Van Halen cover, which was pretty badass. <laughs> That's um, yeah. So I was like, it's not live, but this will hold me over, uh, you know, a little bit longer, but uh, you know, I know that, uh, well, Achilles and Barry, Wolf just played at Tom's and then uh Have Gun Will Travel did a show there uh I think a couple weeks before I was that. I missed that. I'm dying to see them. <laughs> yeah, well I had Scott uh Anderson in here. What a great guy. And that whole band, I'm trying to get Will Clint Quinlan in, but he's he's elusive. Like <laughs> I think I have to sell myself. There's certain people I have to sell myself to a little bit more than others, but um, I'll get there. Um, <laughs> in any event, but, uh, yeah, no, the not having live music has been a, you know, Killer. it's, I, I had forgotten about Gasparilla for a while and I was like, I haven't been to one this year, but that was, mm-hmm. I remember going to that and thinking, I wonder if they're going to shut this down. I wonder if this is a smart move. Like, yeah, it was already kind of sinking in at that time, you right, know, what was about to happen. Cliff. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, are you supporting yourself on music financially or are you working a day job on top of t- teaching or? I also do. Uh, so I also do marketing. Right. Um, right. Uh, digital marketing. So that's, that's kind of the other. Do you do that thing. from home or? Yeah, do it from home. And is yeah. it your business or are you working for somebody else or how does that work? Uh, my own business. Yeah. And, and who, are, who are your clients? Are they kind of all over the map or is it, do you appeal <laughs> to a certain type of market? I started with permanent makeup. My mom, uh, besides the theater, she she also is a really good permanent makeup artist uh-huh. um, and she didn't know anything about that. And so between trying to help her and then being a musician and just trying to learn how to market, um, I've kind of had this weird beauty salon and then also like people in bands, people in musicians uh, and studios, lots of studios. Definitely. Yeah. Studios is probably actually the most. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's so many good ones around here now. I mean, mm-hmm. Sean Kyle's got his place. Scott Anderson from Havgan Will Travel's mm-hmm. got one. Uh, uh Owen meets from uh, who was in uh, the Holy Terror. He kind of produced, mm-hmm. you know, that's I didn't I never realized. And then Dan Byers, who's the bass player for Wolfface, he's got a great studio over in mm-hmm. uh, 
St. Pete, he records a lot of stuff with uh, Troy Saunders from Mastodon. And mm. uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't realize what a rich studio production yeah. environment there is here Tons. locally. Yeah. You know, before I started the show, I was like, well, I know more sounds here because that's where <laughs> all the death metals came from. But, right. but uh, you know, literally like all these bands, almost that's kind of the, the thing is your mm-hmm. day job is kind of doing right. production and whatever. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get you the the kind of duality of the beauty and the the music because that's kind of how I am here with you know law and and mm-hmm. this. So you kind of got to flip a switch and it's like okay, right. I'm going to be this guy today. Okay, I'm going to be that guy today. It's kind of cool though. Kind of like diving into like how you're talking about diving into genres. That's something about marketing. It's a little nerdy that I like though. It's like when you look at one business, you really have to start understanding the audience and and that whole it's almost like a, like a whole culture you know you get to see like what keeps these people up at night what is their goals like and then you get to take all of that and then switch it to like music people and right. really study that and it's like i don't know i found it really interesting maybe drawing from an interest of psychology and sociology but um so long term yeah. or is the push to have have you know play live record and that be is that where this is all yeah know? Definitely. And, um, and, and it'd be great to, I'm actually getting ready in the spring. We're moving back to New Jersey. Are you really? Yeah. It would, oh, wow. Well, obviously if the world's still, Should you know, exist. intact. Isn't a, isn't a smoking cinder. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, trying to get close. Um, that's another kind of What's reason. What's the scene like up there? Uh, good. I mean, good. It was, uh, Jersey has, you know, always had a very rich musical scene. When I was growing up, it was very, I was in the hardcore kind of and punk scene. Uh, a lot of bands like the Mongoloids, um, and, um, you have like Boston right there and New York right there. So, you know, Tim Ogden, converge. Tim Ogden. Yeah. He was in here the other day. He's like a, he's like a catalog of Boston hardcore. He's, <laughs> he was an interesting person to talk to about all that. How okay. close is it to being able to get to the city, New York City? From where I was? Yeah. Um, Oh, 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. So you can minutes. go play in the city too. Oh yeah, that's the whole thing. I'm just trying to, I was, I was looking at Seattle actually first, but it's just a little too politically charged over there. And I have a little more ends on uh, the New York and New Jersey side of things. And um, yeah, I wanted to be closer to that city and um, hopefully... Even if I, you know, pursuing the music stuff, I would love to end up being a producer or a songwriter, you know, if that kind of avenue doesn't. Where do you down. think your talents lie? Is it, is it, is it lyrics? Is it the, the music itself? Is it like, like what's your strengths, would you say? Melody and lyrics. Like I, I, I definitely start everything acoustic guitar and vocals and build out from there. But yeah, I can writing for sure. I can, I can pump them out. I can, I can take situations and translate them into a melodic and kind of poetic form. Right. Do you carry around a notebook and put lyrics in there? You just keep them in your head or phone, put them in your phone? Phone, phone, voice memo. I'm a yeah. definitely a heavy voice memo guy. I'll yeah. just, you'll just have, and I'll go through them too and just random, literally, doobadoo, yeah. doobadoo. Like, what is this? And you have to kind of remember what it is. Yeah. 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 The voice memo guy for sure. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Now you brought somebody here with you. Yes. My fantastic fiance slash basically manager. What's your name? <laughs> Hello, I am Brittany. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank for you for asking. coming in, babysitting yeah, him. Of course, of course. Making you have sure, to. making sure we didn't get into trouble in here. <laughs> um, now, are you from New Jersey too, or I'm actually originally from Michigan. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Michigan that they've been in the news lately. Um, that's an yeah. inter- it's an interesting <laughs> town. So uh, moving to New Jersey is not going to be too big of a of a culture shock for you. No, and at least it's not as cold as Michigan is. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of gets brutal there with yeah. the lake effect. Uh, the thing with New Jersey. I went up there for a wedding a couple of years ago and I only knew like Atlantic City. Like if it wasn't, you know, 
some mob movie. I had no idea, but I didn't realize how gorgeous New Jersey, just the rural pasture, just gorgeous countryside there is there. I mean, it's it's very different from the perception that, you know, Hollywood gives you of New Jersey. Yeah, they love to just show off, you know, the the brick city, the cement, you know, all of the cement. But and I will drop this fact every single time, which makes funny. But more farmers markets than anywhere else in America. Really? The Garden State. That's well, that, I, yeah, I mean. <laughs> more well known by our, our usual name, the armpit of America. But come on, we got to give some credit. There's, there's well, beauty if, if there. New Jersey is the armpit of America. I don't know what Florida is, but you can kind of <laughs> you can kind of draw your own conclusion. <laughs> Um, well, thank you guys so much for coming by today. This was awesome. I, uh, I love your podcast. Uh, you know, I, I love the concept behind it. I think it's great. I mean, I really think that Tampa and the Tampa Bay area, although we're going to be losing you to the armpit of America, uh, has a rich art scene and I've, you know, been re- really loving getting to know it better. Um, and I'm really stoked to hear your music. Uh, I, not to put you on the spot, but I do have an acoustic guitar here. Yeah, you yeah, think, you I, think could, I can, I can do right. a little ditty. All right, it hasn't been tuned since uh, Jeremy Glock played it, so I'm gonna blame it on him if if it's out. You can tune it real quick. Sure. Well, of course, because I'm wired. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Manager, see. what should he play? All right, so I just put this song. Um, this is a song I put out on Halloween. Um, it's a little, it's a shorter one, but it is uh, definitely, um, it's impactful. It's about my, very fitting, because we're just talking about like Wilco and uh, Radiohead. Definitely, it's all about existential dread. And, oh, I'm down with existential yeah, dread, sure. And, and being in the pandemic, you know, I had this song for a long time, and um, I didn't, it wasn't complete, but this was, I think, like maybe the best situation to try and uh finish this one off. I think it's pretty fitting. So it's called um, La Pelle du Vide, which is a um, call from the void in French. Uh, the call from the void is like this kind of, it's, a, it's this little term that they have when you have those weird, dark thoughts or, you know, heavy existential dread that just creep into your mind and no one knows where it's from. And that's a little thing that came up for it. So La Pelle du Vide. Love it. In the back of our head, we're all thinking about if we got another day or so. We've all got a deadline, we've all got another place to go. It scares the fathers, it scares the wives. No use of fighting, cause time's gonna get you, your time's gonna get you too. Just lay me down on a simple sheet That's the type of man I am Who did you think I was? Someone looking for something grand It's all the same to me We all end up weeds No use of trying Cause arms gonna get you Your time's gonna get you too when we go, is it somewhere that we dreamed of? With family and friends?
friends Not a thing to bring us down Would I be made a fool? Cause death is dark and it's coming home for you Wow, that was badass and very much can hear the Greenwood Brothers in there and Wilco in there. But man, your voice, that was awesome. Really, I'm, I, you know, not to be condescending, but I'm really amazed. That was badass. Thanks, man. So is that, is that what we can expect from, from the Panda Paws album? That, that sort of deal? That one's a little, uh, a little unique, but I think um, the emotional. Well, the talent, if, it, if that's the it. talent that's there, that's, that's fucking on point i love Thanks. that that was badass i'm really impressed Thanks, thank you so much for coming by thank yeah. you so much for playing it was very nice to meet you, yeah, nice to meet you. i yeah. wish you guys the best of luck up in new jersey and hopefully you make it back down to <laughs> oh, the for sure. to the junk of the united states to uh tour and play <laughs> the and taint if you the will. taint yeah the, the taint <laughs> of the united states wow i'm really impressed that was awesome Thanks, thank you guys man. Thanks for having me all right 